My name is Jenny, and I'm a wife and mom raising two kids. But I used to live a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I said goodbye to TV and hello to motherhood, I suddenly discovered what we moms are up against. We live in a world that tells us to be rich and famous, thin and successful. You know, almost nobody says, oh, hey, you're a mom? That is fabulous. But you are fabulous, and I'm here to tell you why. It's Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Oh my goodness, are we here for you today? We're so excited to be back with our author uh, from Monday, Mickey Robinson. Hold, hold the phone. Don't turn off your computer. Don't turn off your radio dial. Don't change to a different iTunes podcast. I, I, I sincerely believe that this is going to be an inspiration to you, whether you believe in God or not. You got to believe it. Though. Yeah, it's, yeah it's I mean, good. you got to just hear it. <sighs> and, and, you know, some people really write off heaven accounts. And I think, how badly do you want to be an atheist that, that you just don't even want to hear uh, about a tale that, that I, you just can't disprove it? Well, you can't. You got to, even if you're an atheist, atheist you got to want hope. Yes. Got to. Yes. We've got Mickey Robinson on the show again today, the author of Falling into Heaven. A skydiver's gripping account of heaven, healings, and miracles. The gentleman who wrote the foreword to the book, Don Piper, the author of 90 Minutes in Heaven. Of course, we've had Don on the show as well, and he is equally inspiring. I just love this stuff. Because we all have dark days where we're like, God, are you really there? We forget. We're yes. stuck here in the muck. And yes. Are you really there? Are you really who you say you are? Is, Eternity is, real. Is Jesus really who he says he is? You know, all of it. So we all need reminders like this. And he got a firsthand account, and I don't for a second doubt it. No. I, I, I believe what he's telling us. Uh, so we're going to welcome back Mickey. I do want to remind you we're on ChannelMom.com. Please send somebody to go listen to these interviews. We'll have some clips of Mickey's interviews. And, of course, we have folks that you've heard of, uh, Jill Duggar and her mom, Michelle Duggar, from 19 Kids and Counting, and and uh, who else? Lee Strobel. Uh, Love him. Phil Yancey, Philip Yancey, and uh, Gretchen Carlson of Fox News. All kinds of folks that you would know and love. The guys from Duck Dynasty. Go to ChannelMom.com or to our iTunes. We would love to have you go there. Shelly is chomping at the bit with uh, questions today for, for Mickey Robinson. So I want to make sure that we get into that. Um, and, and just so many questions that we want to ask him. I, you just, ugh. I mean, even Jorge is sitting there wide-eyed at everything that he's saying. Yeah. So we're blessed to have him back. Uh, welcome back to Channel Mom, the author of Falling into Heaven, Mickey Robinson. We're so glad to have you back, Mickey. Hello, hello. Denver. Yes, hello, Denver. But let me tell you something. Before you, before you tell us all the answers to our questions, here's a really cool connection between you and me, Mickey. I um, okay. was a TV reporter in Cleveland. I worked for WEWS and believe it or not, Mickey has a four, uh, has um, reviews, what do, you, what do you call those, testimonials or whatever at the front of his book from various famous people telling you that you should read the book and how, how fabulous it is. The very first testimonial is from a Cleveland TV anchor named Fred Griffith. Fred and I used to uh, co-anchor the show together. I was only a fill-in. Fred was the longtime beloved host, but I would fill in sometimes. Morning exchange. Yes. Yeah, I, morning exchange. Morning exchange. I would fill in and anchor that morning show with Fred, so I know him. He's a dear, dear man, and it was so awesome oh, to to read your book and recall all the things about Cleveland that I know and oh, love. My goodness. Yeah, I lived when in. Were you, when, were you, when did you work on that show? So everyone else, you just you just stay on hold while Mickey and I have a good old talk about Cleveland. Um, I worked on that, when did I do that show? 95 to 98. 
I was there, and uh, lo- I love that town. You know, we- Kathy, you know, you know Kathy Risen? Yes, I do know Kathy Risen. Co- Cody's one of my, been one of my best friends, you know. He's an amazing yeah. man. He's an amazing man. They're a yeah, very godly is- family. Kathy and I were friends. Yeah, so that is so oh, awesome. That's amazing. Do you know, do you know that, that my, the segment that I was on, which was way longer than normally, in the 20, at that time was a 22-year history of the show, was the highest-rated show really? in the whole history of the show. Okay, well, that's yeah. how hungry people are. That's how hungry people are, Mickey. They're hungry. Uh, and what... it was a really good interview. It was a really good interview, and uh, it got a lot of good responses from yeah, it. Yeah, well, so. Fred's an amazing but still, you know, got a, So you worked, where did you live in Cleveland? A Solon. Solon, Ohio, yeah. Solon, for, sure. Yeah. First yeah. I lived in Bay Village, and then my husband and I bought a home in Solon, and out, kind of out in the country. My wife there. lived right on Lake Avenue in Bay. Her, Lake Erie was her backyard. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's gorgeous. It's absolutely beautiful. Lavazio's Lavazio's Pizza. Yes, yes. Okay, we have to stop talking about Cleveland. We have to get to heaven. Cleveland is not heaven, as good as it is. Um, uh, Right. Not not Iowa either. That's right. That's right. Okay, so I really want folks to to delve back in. We did share Mickey's story on Monday and the horrific plane accident he got in. He was looking... Uh, he loved skydiving. He loved flying. He, it was really a, a, a thrill he, he, that filled something in him, but not completely. And that was the thing. Uh, it took a skydiving accident, almost dying in a plane. Actually, it wasn't that skydiving that, that hurt him. It was the plane. He was going up, and it crashed. And he, everybody thought he was going to die, just about everybody, except maybe his mommy thought he was going to die. Um, he's got a beautiful quote in there about wanting to please his mom, which has just touched my heart. But he uh, was not expected to live. He did live. He's done, uh, been a witness to amazing healings, amazing miracles miracles in his life. He has this amazing, I'm using that word too much, but account of heaven. Um, You just, in this incredible book, I'm going to read just a tiny bit just to remind folks of your incredible eyewitness view of heaven because you died and, and came back. This is just a little snippet of Mickey's book, Falling into Heaven. Although I did not see his personal image, a heavenly throne or any other living beings, I knew I was in the center and at the source and sustaining power of all life. What I was seeing and experiencing was more magnificent than the human language can describe. I believe I was standing in what the Bible describes as the pure river of water of life, pure river of water of life, flowing from God's throne. It was passing through me somewhere between my hips and knees. And he talks about the one thing he knew more than anything, which was how was how much God loved him. God himself, the unrelenting, personal, everlasting love that he has for Mickey and for us. So, so Mickey, if you want to touch again on your heaven visit, just for folks who may not have heard on Monday, I would be honored if you would just kind of recount that for people. And then Shelly and I want to talk about how you knew it was the God of the Bible. And also, if, in, if skepticism has ever crept in when people have questioned you or said that you just had weird chemicals from dying that may cause you to see all these things or whatever. So I want to make sure we touch on those things today and then also get to the healings and the miracles. But just quickly recount uh, your incredible view of heaven. Well, it's, you know, I, I first, I passed through, and if, I don't know if it's recorded, you know, from the other show, I saw this place that I know now to be the second heaven, which is a mystical realm. It's, it's a spiritual realm. Uh, which where the, I saw the outer darkness, which is about to swallow me, and then I cried out the same clumsy, feeble thing that I'd said in the ambulance, said in the emergency room, said for the weeks as I got worse, God, I'm sorry, give me another chance, a God that I didn't serve. And somehow that caused me to pass through the cross of Jesus Christ, and I was thrust into heaven, and instantly I knew I was going to live forever. In heaven, uh, see, God existed, God exists in absolute purity before creation and always, 
through, through our sins, every one of us is guilty before God. But God, who is rich in mercy, because he loves us with such a great love, even in our state of spiritual deadness, can make us alive together with him through the Anointed One, Jesus. Now, this stuff happened to me before I knew the names of all this. I probably heard it in church, but it meant it had no, it had no understanding. No, there was no light, because there's no light. The light was not in me. I was a, a good guy. I looked like I had a, my act together. God's not looking for people who have their act together. He's looking for people who know their act is over. He's looking for people, he, people who are humble. They know that there's a need greater than them. You don't have to go through an airplane crash. You have to know that there's got to be something more than just everyday life. But in heaven, there's such purity. Nothing can be before God that's pure. You'll have no remembrance of any wrongdoing, no regrets that someone you knew is not there. Absolute fullness, completeness. Well, nothing missing, nothing broken. There's no memory or consciousness of anything negative. All types of fear are completely gone. Shame, guilt, remorse, wiped out. Trauma, I had plenty of that. Whether physical, emotional, spiritual, is erased as if it never happened. Every, every, even muscle memory that was uh, caused by experiences of flight and fright, natural responses for self-protection, are cast in a sea of forgetfulness. Mm. Illicit pleasures of addictions, inappropriate relationships, selfish ambition... All that is tolerated as normal on earth cannot come near the holiness of God. How, how can this be? I mean, I, I would think about it. Because God and his amazing grace is that, is that the love of God wipes us as clean as snow. I mean, there's language that's used in the Bible that is really because of the experience. It's understatement. There's just not words to talk about the glory and what it does to us as individuals. We are transformed. We, we, uh, Paul writes in Colossians, we're taken out of a kingdom of darkness and transferred into the kingdom of light of the Son of His love. That's, that does not happen when we die. It happens, this is eternal life, Jesus said in John 17, knowing the Father and Him whom He sent. Now, as I had this heavenly encounter, then I had a, a vision that, that eclipsed about the next six and a half years where I saw people I didn't know yet. I felt I knew them. I saw things I didn't understand yet. I knew they were important. I saw my wife five years, my wife Barbara, five years before I met her. Yeah. So our first home, I could actually smell the flowers and feel the sunlight as if I was even there. Yeah. And then I had a certain event that ended it, and then that dissipated, and God spoke to me, not in language like this. It was spirit to spirit that I was going back to earth. After all, I asked for another chance, and this was it. In the same way I'd arrived, I left, I descended through the spiritual realm, through the roof of the hospital, and I could feel my spirit sink into my body, and my right eye, the room kind of materialized like they beam up on Star Trek, but in reverse. And the person who was condemned to death with at least seven fatal complications was now alive. Yeah. And I, around the bed were about a half a dozen doctors and nurses, and I could perceive their hearts. They were terrified. And I felt bad for them because everything in me was all about the goodness of God, about love, and I had peace. How do you give me a psychiatrist to tell me this was all just a chemical reaction? Yeah. Some kind of spur? How could a person? I had all of the pain, all of the hopelessness, all of the fatal conditions were there, but I knew I felt bad that these people were scared. Yeah. I was fine. Can you believe that? That's that defies human understanding. Before God ever healed me, the Spirit of God comforted me. Nobody can do that. Yeah. No, that... you can. No hypnotist can do that. They understand. No drug can do that. It's impossible. And they were still waiting for me to die, but I didn't die. And then they found there was more wrong with me. And then I began to respond. I still was critical and still expected to die, but they began to cooperate with something they didn't understand. And they began to try you know, my life again. And uh, some of the things that happened, I was 
in that first hospital, which was just the closest hospital. It was not a massive hospital with all the gear and all that, but I mean, they didn't think I was going to make it to the hospital. I was in that hospital for 167 days. Then I was transferred to a rehabilitation hospital where I spent about almost another six months where still miracles happened. I mean, it, I was never expected to walk. They tested me, my, the nerves below my kneecaps that run all the front of your legs, down your feet. I had bilateral foot drop. I had to wear metal braces like people remember what people that had polio looked like, like FDR, President Roosevelt. They said I would never walk again, and I kept believing. And here's the guy, I don't even know how to do this. It, it, was, it was God's spirit in me. And in one second, my one leg came back, and everybody was shocked. And I no more was in a wheelchair, and no more was walking around with crutches. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, that was astounding. Yeah, absolutely. And everything you, just about everything you're recounting is astounding, and I love it because I know it's the truth. Um, so we're going to come back with Mickey. He's going to talk a little bit about healings and miracles. But Shelley has a great question for him when, return, uh, when we return. For all the skeptics out there, we're going to answer it when we return with Mickey Robinson on Channel Mom. Stay tuned. These days, couples will work for just about anything, from communication Hello. to companionship, from fun Whee! to love, from passion Mwah. and purpose to good old intimacy. <gasps> what are you willing to work for? For a better marriage, come to a relationship workshop sponsored by the Colorado Healthy Marriage Project. To learn more, visit mary-well.org or call 720-488-8888 because relationship education works. Funding provided by U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, ACF Grant 90, FE 51. Any opinions, findings, and conclusions are those of the author. If you are a mom who wants your kids to grow up and love going to the dentist, then I have to tell you about Pediatric Dental Group of Colorado. As a one-time patient myself and now the mother of patients, I know firsthand they understand the unique needs of children, especially when it comes to the subject of dentistry. Dr. Strange and Dr. Cathers not only care about making the dental visit fun and rewarding, they also strive to help children learn to be good dental patients. They do this by coaching the child and the parent, encouraging good oral health care, and providing high-quality dental treatment. This is accomplished in a fun and child-friendly atmosphere. All of the pediatric dentists and orthodontists have two years of additional training beyond dental school. They are board certified and specialize in the dental care of infants, children, and young adults. The dental team is uniquely qualified to take care of your child during their dental visit. The Pediatric Dental Group is proud to have locations in Arvada, Wheat Ridge, Lakewood, Lafayette, and Evergreen. You have to find out more, and you can do so at pediatricdentalgroupco.com. Yes, remind me who I am, Jorge, Jorge. You always play this song at the right time. Mickey Robinson was reminded who he really was, but it took death to show him, and then he got to come back to life. He is the author of Falling Into Heaven, a skydiver's gripping account of heaven healings and miracles. Uh, his name is Mickey Robinson, and uh, my BFF in the house, Shelley Krause, has a great question for him today. Go ahead, Shell. I know. We've been talking. Every time we're off air, we keep talking about things we want to ask. But yeah. this question is, and I think it's dangerous in our society, how did you know it was the God of our Bible? Like the God, our God, the God who wrote the Bible and not, you hear this language, the universe or Mother Nature or what else do people or just all or gods myself. are one or all religions are one or I'm God. Yeah. All or, yeah. of those. Yeah. How did you know that? 
you know, in, in today's world, we, we refer to it as pluralism. Yeah. Many yes. paths lead to God. Yes. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. Now, Jesus, in his, in his earthly ministry, wanted people to believe in God, the God, God the Father. He came to the people of Israel because it, that was the chosen way God choose an unusual way to come through a Jewish man to bring a message for the whole world, not just for the Jews, certainly the Jews, but for everyone. How did I know it was, it was really the God of the Bible? Because he kept showing up, and, you know, I was in the hospital, and out of the hospital having surgeries, and I had no one to help me understand what had happened. I didn't, I didn't even know how to explain it. All, all that was completely different, and people could tell that, but I couldn't put things together, but it started popping up, and I, I looked at all the different belief systems, and, you know, some of them have a lot of wisdom in them, and there's good people, but there is only one supreme God, and he is the true God. And Jesus Christ began to become just appearing in my life over and over and over and over in many ways. And uh, I, I'm so sure, I mean, there's just no question. When Jesus said, believe in me, or else believe in the works themselves, but he was talking about believe in the miraculous works of Jesus. It's not in the sensationalism of the works, it's to have the relationship that God so loved the world, he did send his only son. Mm -hmm. And with that sending, we must receive him. And eternal life doesn't, don't wait. Like, I came, you know, as close as you can come to being lost. And I was sent back, and I've been here and experiencing God for 46 years because of this this real God that, uh, you know, the first believer I ever knew was a, was a young guitar player named Phil Keggy. Maybe you've heard of him. Yes, I have. And he's still my friend to this day. And I saw the I saw him play uh, in a club in Kent State, and and then I saw the different Phil Keggy, and he just radiated the love of God, shared it everywhere, and and he's still the most wonderful, humble, incredibly talented servant there is. But people started coming into my life. God proved him. God has the power to show people he is God, but it's going to take faith. People, no matter how, you can't, like, expect a mathematical equation to have your conscious mind understand this. Yeah. It's humbling yourself. I think even, you wonder, well, you know, and there's all these, there may be more questions. You know, why would God, you know, allow anybody to be lost? Well, he doesn't want anybody to be lost. You know, and I, I'm not the one to judge who goes to heaven and who doesn't go to heaven, but we know that some people won't go. They refuse. Even when Jesus was resurrected, he appeared at one time to 500 people, and some of those people doubted. It kind of blows me away, but I have, we put it this way, I have respect and understanding for someone who doesn't know God or doesn't believe in God. Maybe they had an odd experience, bad experience. Maybe I, I, you've got to prove it to me. You believe, and then you'll see. For most of all of us, seeing is believing. Believing is seeing, and this isn't mind games and hoops. I mean, I didn't do this stuff myself. There was nothing about me that was any good. My proof is I became total weakness. They gave up everything. They brought the best specialists they could find in me. They wrote me off, and when there was no hope, God did the impossible. I was blind for five and a half years in my right eye. I can see they're stunned. Both legs. The nerves were dead in both legs. They ran electrodes down on electronic stimulus. I was going to, if I ever walked again, it would be using a wheelchair, leg braces, and crutches. In one second, my one leg, my left leg, was completely responsive, and I never was in a wheelchair again. Yeah. Yeah, and you've and, done all kinds of, you yeah, ride. So these, these signs, these are signs that we see them in the Bible, and they're happening all over the world. Even more amazing things than what happened to me, believe, believe me, all over the world. But we have to just put our faith in God. We're living in a time right now, and it's in Jesus, as as the, uh, some of the first 
miracles that the disciples did after the resurrection was the man at the beautiful gate, a man who was crippled. He was expecting to receive something, what? A few coins. Peter looks at him and says, I don't have silver and gold. The guy was receptive. He was needy. And he says, what I have, I'll give to you in the name of Jesus Christ, stand and walk. That's the kind of miracle I had. I needed that. And and there are people out there, maybe it's, maybe there, you know what the most common response is when, when I publicly share? People come and say, they say, all my scars are on the inside. There's people out there with trauma. There's people out there that mm-hmm. church was one of their biggest hurts. I'm not going to blame church, but it's Jesus Christ, our Lord, the true, true, there is God the Father, and there's a real person, the Holy Spirit, who's really under the impression that he's God. It's amazing. <laughs> this is not Casper the ghost. It's not the force be with you. This is the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, I, I'm leaving, but I'm going to send you another comforter. What is he? He's our guide. He's a teacher. He's a protector. He, he has feelings. The Holy Spirit, our God, the Holy Spirit, he can be grieved or he can be quenched. It's amazing. How would you not want this? How, how could you not want this life? Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it seems obvious to me. We who are believers, no matter how bad or weak you think you are, you are to be the fragrance of life, the fragrance of Jesus. Mm-hmm. It smells good to people who want it, and it's, it has the smell of death to people who are fighting against it. Sure, but, but I want to say something. I love that, and I hope you don't mind my saying this, I love that he took away your outwardly beautiful life. I mean, you were a gorgeous you know, 19-year-old male. You, you were super strong. You were an athlete. You were, you'd been a stock broker. You were jumping out of planes. So he took away that, the thing that the world honors, and replaced it with something invaluable that you value so much more. And it's a, it's a fabulous contrast that, that, you know, that just testifies to the impact that the vision of heaven and the truth of God had on you. We only have five minutes left, Mickey. I want to make sure that you talk about the miracle of, you've told us about some of the healings and some of the miracles and certainly the vision of heaven, the miracle of how transformed you were to the point where you just, you don't have the, the same anxieties and, and fears and angers and everything else that we all suffer from when we, we live kind of as superficially in this life. You're, the love of God is so deep in you that you get how to live. That's the real transformation. And I'm fond of saying you don't get Jesus until you get Jesus. And so once you got him, you got him. And, and so just please make it short because I don't want to have to cut you off. But in the next three minutes, can you just talk about that total transformation where the love of God now comes through you and you can't help yourself but to forgive and to love people? Well, it, when it happens to you, I mean, you're so blown away you don't realize. I mean, I didn't have the language for it, but I loved everybody. There was, uh, there was one incident, you maybe read it, where there was a, a picture on a, a, a TV Guide magazine of the Supremes. And I, and I said to this visitor, who's a very nice lady of stature, I said, isn't that lady pretty? She goes, well, yeah, for a colored person. And I thought, it occurred to me, it's like, who's, why would you look at color? Before that, I, that would, I would have seen that difference. I loved everybody. I even loved a fly that landed on my bed. I mean, it's like today I would probably smack it to get out of the way. <laughs> but I could just see beauty in everything. And it wasn't like some pantheistic God's everything is in a rock. No, God's a person. He created everything. But this love is, is not normal. This is just abnormal love because it's God's love. Mm-hmm. The love I experienced in heaven and that river that I saw is now inside me. And it's inside everybody who comes to know the Lord. And there's obviously, there's more available. 
we get a down payment, and we need more of that love. Mm-hmm. Paul, who had a pretty sensational life, would you, as far as experience, would you agree with me? Yes. He has an encounter with Jesus. He was definitely not really heading in the right direction when he met the Lord. He was putting the church, agreeing for he had documents to take people and put them in prison or worse. And he, who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, who you are persecuting. And then this guy, Paul, has all these healings and miracles and all these different kind of things. But he says in Romans chapter 5, And we know that we know God because the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. You cannot imitate this love. There are people that, you know, we know that the Scriptures tell us that people are going to do false signs and wonders, or people are going to have claims, or even people are going to have uh, different Jesus things that aren't accurate, you know. But once you know God, the thing that cannot be imitated is the holy love of God. Yeah. It's not like yeah. any other form of Amen. love. It's much strong. And God loves so strong. God loves everybody that's listening right now. You may be hurt. You may be confused. You may not understand. Here's a person. I had all of that together all at the same time. But God intervened and is intervening. And I have compassion on people, whatever. I mean, I have empathy because I know how they feel. I had I had more trials than Judge Judy, okay? I mean, would you yeah. agree? Yeah, And and it's not like life is always perfect now. It's the faith in God that we set our hope on, that we have the ability to engage with things and be an overcomer. Yeah, and you are. And Mickey, I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I hope this has impacted moms and dads, that they'll share it with their kids, they'll share it with their friends. This is a story everybody should read. Every child who, who doesn't believe and does believe, it's incredible. Falling into Heaven by Mickey Robinson, a skydiver's gripping account of heaven, healings, and miracles. Mickey says you should just call Walmart and tell him you want the book. It's at all the major booksellers. Or Barnes Noble or, or yeah. Yes. Or MickeyRobinson.com, Mi- Barnes & Noble, Walmart, just call them and share it with, buy two, share it with one someone. Absolutely. I, I, I want people to believe, you know, and just pass it around. Yeah, amen. Listen, uh, I, I want to thank you, Jenny. You're a great interviewer. You're a great gal, and you, I'm sure you have a great audience. And my heart burns. I, I'd love to come to Denver in a minute and just talk to the whole city. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I go yeah. all over the world. But my heart's really for America in these last few years more yeah. than anything. Yeah, me too. For our country, this beautiful country. It's a beautiful country. It is. It is. young to go crazy. It, it is. It is. God bless you, Mickey. We so appreciate you. You, well, you have an amazing you. story. Yeah, just, just go to Walmart, Barnes & Noble, or MickeyRobinson.com, but go to your friends and just love the hell out of them. Yeah, that's, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Mickey, thanks so much for being on Channel Mom. Take care. Will you call me back again, Jenny? We'll talk. Okay, awesome. I would love it. Okay, stay tuned for the rest of Channel Mom. These days, couples will work for just about anything, from communication to companionship, from fun to love, from passion and purpose to good old intimacy. (gasps) What are you willing to work for? For a better marriage, come to a relationship workshop sponsored by the Colorado Healthy Marriage Project. To learn more, visit marydashwell.org or call 720-488-8888 because relationship education works. Funding provided by U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, ACF Grant 90, FE 51. Any opinions, findings, and conclusions are those of the author. Hi, this is Jenny, and I want to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Walters. She's a mom to three kids, so she understands that when you buy a home, you want a place where your family can build beautiful memories. As a real estate broker, Michelle can help you find the place you love coming home to, the right home at the best price. Whether you want to buy or sell, start your home search with Michelle Walters at SuburbanDenverProperties.com. You can also find Michelle's weekly blog, The Thinking Mom, on ChannelMom.com. Yay, Mickey Robinson, and teaching moms to manage their money on Thursday. In the meantime, moms, tell your kids about heaven. 
beautiful place that Mickey Robinson describes. God bless you. Have a great afternoon. Thanks for listening to Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Find podcasts, clips, blogs, and contact information at channelmom.com.